Well, hello there, Kansas City. Stephen St. John here with the latest episode of Hot Mike with SSJ. This is going to be uh, a shorter episode. We're going to talk uh, a little bit about what's going on uh, in the world of television with my good friend Todd Lebo. And then I will tease that uh, next Monday we are going to have a podcast that you absolutely positively don't want to miss. It's going to be a very, very special podcast with uh, a stunning announcement. That's called a cliffhanger, folks. And so next Monday, you better tell your friends to subscribe. You better tell say, hey, say hello to your mother for me and tell her to subscribe to Hot Mike with SSJ on YouTube and be ready. Look, these are all good. The next Monday will be a podcast that uh, Border Patrol hot, hot, and hot. hot Mike listeners will never, ever forget. And so... Uh, Write that down. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, is how mm. McCray would say. Todd, good, mo- good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, buddy. Welcome to the podcast. We have lots to talk about because uh, I told you a couple of weeks ago, this is like uh, one of the best times to be a uh, TV watcher uh, for all the shows that we like. They came back with the Ray Donovan uh, movie to end that series. I'm still not sure how I feel about, uh, about the direction they went. Uh, but it was good to tie up the loose ends for all the Donna fans out there, as we call ourselves at Love Ray Donovan. And so that's uh, been put to bed now. Uh, we're watching 1883, mm-hmm. which is the prequel to Yellowstone. And it's fucking awesome, especially if you love Westerns. And it stars Sam Elliott and Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. And there's also a terrific cameo. I can't remember what episode, but look for yourself by Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, that I thought was uh, fantastic. And the, and, the, and the world's most famous actor is right. in that same one. Oh, that's right, Tom yeah. Hanks. Uh, uh, and, and look, and for people wondering, well, Sam Elliott, he's, he's really old, and so they're not going to have him doing things like they had him in, like, say, for instance, Roadhouse, right? No, 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 no. I don't, how old is Sam Elliott? Before? I don't know. He's still kicking ass, He's though. fucking, in this, he's, he fucking kills people. He pistol whips people. He threatens to kill people. He's no nonsense. He's pissed off. At all times. When you're leading a wagon train from right. Fort Worth to parts unknown, Oregon, Utah, wherever you think you're going to go, you don't have time to fuck around. So if you Especially like. Especially with yeah. these. Uh, you, you watch the show it, with closed captioning. We're closed captioning oh, guys I, sometimes. I have to with everything. I love when it says, like, uh, it just says German and Slavic uh, chattering. Right. It just says that when the people are behind. Oh, he's just. I mean, <laughs> fucking Sam Elliott will shoot you or punch you or do something to you. You take these in people's this show. back bacon and sourdough. Right. Just whip your ass. That's exactly right. And Tim. <laughs> Tim, Tim Elliott's really good. Or Tim Elliott. <laughs> Tim Elliott's a UFC fighter. Uh, Tim McGraw's really, really good. Uh, is Tim Elliott also the... the no, it's Chris Elliott. Right. What if Chris Elliott were, Chris Elliott He'd were in He'd be the fantastic. Show? He'd be the guy under the stairs. He was good in Cabin Boy, I can tell you that. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, it, it's... I didn't know how much I was going to like it, but I love... I thought I'd like it, but I love it. Are they? Gonna, how many years are they doing this? Well, probably the ratings will tell us, yeah. you know? But I, you know... I expect they will get to destination on this one well they ain't gonna get to oregon we know that no well we know they're gonna go to montana Montana. right some people want to go to oregon so it's it's really really good uh we suggest it we recommend it uh the other uh shows we're watching so did you finish now ozark is in its final season the final season is going to be split up into two seven episode packages and so the first one about halfway through is the first done one. oh so you don't know what happened not all the way through I'm, I'm 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 not what the fuck it's been out for like two weeks i got a lot of things i'm doing okay i'm watching i'm three what through. We gotta do. i'm three through i'll get that done by next week if that's what you or want do you see here's the deal so i know you don't like it very much no i i like it's taking to you too long i like ozark 
I don't love Ozark, and the episodes are long. It's hard to, uh, like when you, when you used to watch a show that's on regular television that's an hour long, it's 42 minutes long, right? Right. These shows that are on Netflix, I mean, they might be 58 minutes, 59 minutes or something. So it's a long binge. Oh, yeah. I used to get so fucking pissed off with The Sopranos and that sometimes they'd sneak in like a 47-minute episode. Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? What There's am I paying for? There's 13 minutes left. And I'd be thinking, oh, they got all this time to, to tie these loose ends together. Then I would stop. Like, you son of a bitch. You just cheated me out of 13 minutes of quality television. But Ozarks right. are long. I like Ozark. I don't love Ozark. You have... I like it. Walk outside. I'm real not quick. walking I, outside. No, I have to say it. something. No, about you can what say it. I, you're not gonna. I'm fine with any. Spo- I, here's the deal. I think that like Marty's not gonna die. Okay. Well, we know we know they have at the beginning of the episode one. They have the car wreck, mm-hmm. and so and here's the thing. And that's probably gonna be the end of the first seven episodes. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. They never get back to it. Oh. So that's still just hanging out there. So I'm thinking oh. that might be the end of the whole thing. of the second thing. That's, but I don't. Who knows? This is so, the end of the, of the see, whole show. Though. But now, you're right. But now I'm mad because I don't want that to be the final thing in the last episode in no. the next seven. Right? They can't do that. And then like we don't know what happened. They won't do that. So, but I thought it was going to address that in these first seven. No, and it they didn't. didn't. So do I? Do I say it now or not? So hey, say whatever you want. It will ruin it for you. I don't care to say it. This is for the people. In episode seven, and if you haven't. Watch it. You better. I'm going to tell you this. Spoiler now. It's been a couple of weeks. So where? So where? Where? How many episodes are you in? I've watched three of them. The FBI agent has already had the meeting with the uh, the Mexican cartel. Um, the cousin or the nephew. Omar Navarro thinks he's hot shit and he's okay. up there. The nephew. Yeah. The the fucking nephew. He's going to die, right? The fucking no. The fucking nephew has come to power. Okay. Is he going to kill Omar? And he fucking walked in. To that fucking house, and he fucking shot Darlene in the fucking head, and it's then he time and, that. and it, it, well, that's fine. Yeah, but then she didn't kill Wyatt. He didn't kill Wyatt. He looked though, at right? Wyatt, and he says, "I'm sorry, whoever you are, kill Wyatt too." And I'm sitting there, and that's look. I love shows that don't give a fuck and that will kill characters mm-hmm. off because you don't want to watch a show like there's no way they're gonna kill this character off. And I'm thinking there's no way they're gonna kill Wyatt, and then. At the end, and so <laughs> we're, we're stunned there. But then at the end, oh, Ruth is on a fucking warpath. And the job that she did, uh, Julia Garner, in the, in the last episode, when she finds, because she's the one that finds it. Oh, they're dead bodies. And now she, she's and on so the warpath with this guy. Well, I see, I'm not going to spoil everything. They had planned on, on, on leaving. Mm-hmm. Her and Wyatt and the other cousins just getting out of there. And then, and then. Uh, I think she got pulled no, back in. And, and fucking. Uh, Darlene fucking tells Wyatt that the, the, the state's going to take away the baby because she doesn't have someone to help watch her, you know, because she, she was, she'd had a heart attack or whatever, right. whatever. And so then at the last minute he said, he tell, this is kind of weird. He tells Ruth, I'm saying I'm going to marry Darlene Boy. and they have a fucking wedding and they're fucking Jeez. kissing. And Susan's like, what's, what the fuck is going on here? I go, look, it's Ozark. Shit like this happens. And so then instead of leaving, he fucking stays yeah. to and fucking then, do right by Darlene and this baby. And so then he get, and he gets him killed. Yeah. And and at the end, and, and fucking Ruth is just fucking crazy. Yeah. Because that's her beloved cousin. You don't want and, Ruth on your against you there. And so that then that's how it ends, right? Yeah. And so and then and then Darlene had killed the fucking head of the Kansas City mob. Oh, that guy's an idiot. Right. And let me tell you something right now. Some great casting in Ozark. 
Whoever fucking thought this guy was going to be a good Kansas City crime boss, Frank Cosgrove, his son, Junior, is terrific. I went, I, I know that guy. I, I, I spent time around that, that type guy. of guest. Yeah. He's, he was great casting. He's also in, in power, but whatever. He, that, that, whoever got this fucking sad sack motherfucker to be a kid <laughs> with, I'm serious with, did, a, did he have anything? No. You know what I mean? He looked like someone's that, that, like that, uh, second cousin who ended up coming to power because everyone died. He had he had nothing. He, yeah. he had he had no. He was not no no magnetism. What am I what am I thinking of? He had, he had nothing. Charisma. He had no juice. No charisma. Yeah. No nothing. And I'm not telling you you have to give it to a guy that we know. Like of course, what do I automatically think of? You know who'd have been great? Fucking Ray Liotta. Make Ray Liotta the fucking pissed off Kansas City fucking crime boss, yeah. and I love it. There's there's a million guys they could have got. This guy was fucking terrible. Yeah, he's milk toast. And you and you you didn't fear him. No, no fear. You didn't, and so that's it was lost on me. But then that's, his, that's he becomes his demise. I will I will finish it. I watched. He the fucking third one. killed Wyatt. Yeah, that's what happens in these shows. A lot of people die in these shows. And yes, I was Darlene needed to go. Yeah, she's fucking crazy. But I don't think I needed to see them make out before that. Well, there was a couple it, it, of make out scenes of, like this is a there's a lot here, people. That's acting. They were they were bringing it is what they were doing. Okay, so that's Ozark, and so you will finish it even yeah. though I've just spoiled oh, I, that. I, yeah, I'm fine with it. I like the show. I like the show. I didn't. I haven't. My wife doesn't watch it, so that's one of those things yeah. that I watch after she's gone to sleep, which is generally pretty early. But she doesn't also like. She doesn't watch Euphoria. She doesn't like like you know Reacher either. Because what's it's, wrong with any? What, what is, what is, is well, the, the just... drugs and the killing? She doesn't like those things. So we watch. So what does she, she comedy watch? Comedy shows. She watches Righteous Gemstones. That, there's a lot of killing in that. Well, but it's comedy killing. Okay, well, you know, yeah, right. Okay. And it's and it's gotcha. Silly, and she she likes Succession. You know, she liked that. And a lot of drug use in Succession. Yeah, but it's not like Euphoria. Teenagers. Nothing's like Euphoria. Nothing is like Euphoria. Okay, well, let's get to that. And of course, I would love to thank our good friend Patrick Carter. Not to be confused with Clarence Carter. Uh, Patrick Carter is uh, a wonderful. Uh, farmer's insurance agent. You can get more information about him at kcfarmersagent.com. That's kcfarmersagent.com. You can also click, uh, you can also text Hot Mike, H-O-T-M-I-C, to the number 913-248-8861. Text Hot Mike to the number 913-248-8861 for more information. Choose a local agent that supports the same community you do, and loves the same podcast you do, Hot Mike with SSJ. Choose Patrick Carter of Farmers Insurance. So These last, last two episode, episodes are insane. Yeah, but but last, let's focus on last night in particular. So I have said before that I think uh, you know, and I, I knew of Zendaya through my daughters, and she's a teen star and everything she's a else, pop star or something, right? She's so, like twenty five years right, old, right? Right, but she's I, you know, and then she she's she's in this and she's in the the spot the most recent Spider Man, mm -hmm. a couple Spider Mans. I lose track. Call the Spider Men. A lot of fucking Spider Mans out there. A lot of fucking movies. And some of it's cartoons. And, and like in this last movie, then all the fucking actors that played Spider Man were on. Then I'm so fucking confused. That's like it. I don't know which Spider Man's which. I know Tobey Maguire was his starter. It's so a rich. There's your Spider Man. Phil Spider Man's the fucking Andrew Garfield. Yeah. And then you got this Tom Holland, who my daughter's like. So you know, I my, I've had my kids six all years apart, and they all have a different Spider Man. They're arguing who the best Spider Man is. I go, I don't that's even know why what, they do that's this. Exactly fucking right. But you know, and Zadea dates Tom Holland. They're oh, they're a couple. They're a couple. Beautiful couple. Yes. But let me tell you something, and I don't throw this around because I you know I'm a I'm an amateur. <laughs> Film and movie critic, whatever. 
last night on Euphoria, and Euphoria is not for everybody. Mm-mm. If you are they queasy put a, at all, a long slate up at the beginning of it, basically telling you this ain't for you. Ben, have you watched Euphoria? Okay. But ben, ben loves any, anything with graphic, drug, and sex. Uh, he, he'll he's, all of it. He, Mark, sign him up. But this thing is so graphic. The drug use, the sex, and the fact that it's supposedly happening in a high school, mm-hmm. even though all these kids look like they're twenty-five years old. Yeah, uh, which is fine. Which we, we we've taken big steps because if you go back to Greece in nineteen seventy-eight, yeah. they were all forty years old yeah. going to high school. It's like <laughs> how, how? Wait a minute. How old is Rizzo here? These like kids fucking look 42. like high school. Right. They do a good yeah, job. They do. They do. But they're but, yeah, but they're old. I'd like to think that that's they embellish, but it scares the fucking shit out of you, and especially if you have girls like. Mm. Is this is this what high school is? Is this what the high school parties are? But anyway, the whole episode last night was dedicated to Zendaya going through withdrawal. It's about the whole thing is probably like six hours of her life, maybe. And and and, and um, it's a whole night and, and into yeah. a day of her everything Until she's morning. doing to try to get more drugs, to try to get more money. And while she's doing this, she's suffering all the side effects from withdrawal. And, and, and she has it out with her face. She's it's, been on, at this point, opioids. Yeah. Of some well, sort. Well, everything. Yes, lots of She's stuff. taking everything. Yeah. And let me tell you something. And, and recency bias, whatever. That is one of the greatest performances in any single episode that I've ever seen on TV. Because unfortunately, and that being real here, I have seen up close a few family members go through withdrawal. And I've, 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 exper- I've seen this, Right. It was so realistic and so raw and so real a couple of times. And, and my wife asked you, both, both my, my, my wife, her family is out there. My family's out there. So we, we have not been, we were not shielded from these things when we were kids. And we both kept looking at each other. And, and, and this shit. Like, this is so fucking realistic. It's almost too real. It's a little scary. But that's how great she was. And it's such a powerful episode. She said some of the meanest, worst things you could ever say because she was in the throes of withdrawal. Right. But even all the wanting to get Wanting to get more. I, like, I, just, I think about the actual logistics of acting that out. You couldn't, like those scenes with her mom, you couldn't do like 20 takes no, of that. No, no fucking way. It was unbelievably no physical. Way. She had uh, the, the Just destroyed this police house. Police chased her on foot. She's jumping over that things. That was a very great uh, police scene. And how, how about just like... Like uh, just landing on cactuses. I'm, I mean, it's like it was just like th- that was kind of almost funny a right. little bit. Oh, the, the one time she she's, she she runs through. There's a barbecue going on. And she just steps on the fucking grill. That's fucking yeah, hot just, grill falling on cactuses and but shit I, like that. But it was just nuts. I shit you not. It was one of the most stressful, anxiety filled hours of television. But. It was so, and, and her mom and her sister did a great. Oh, everyone did a great everyone job. Was great. The acting of that is so such at a high level. If they don't get, if she doesn't get recognized with an Emmy, and if that episode doesn't get recognized in some, I don't fucking know whether giving a award. Fucking give her an Academy Award. I don't care if it's not a movie. That's how her, good that performance was. Give her I mean, a but, but right, yeah, it was great. Did she win some sort of a thing for last time on this? Ruth has a couple for supporting. I don't know. I don't think she did. But after this, she has to. It was incredible. She should. It was crazy. Just the the from the very beginning with the lies and the you know stealing and breaking the house apart in front of her mom and the things she said to her mom and then to Jules who was there. The desperation that she had. Desperation. Anyone that has ever been involved, and again, 
she just still kept here. slipping through the fingers right. of anyone trying to contain her. Anyone that has ever been involved with a loved one battling abuse and going through, through withdrawal, and you have an intervention, right? It was so fucking real, especially the scene when she's in the hallway, and, and then all of a sudden she goes from being crazy and ripping stuff apart and threatening everyone to, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this is my fault. I'm, please forgive me. I do need to go to rehab. But what did you do with my pills? What did you, what did you do with my fucking pills? And then yeah, she goes, and it's she's like, gone. You know, ran out in the streets. They so, got her in the yeah. car, and then she just jumped out of the car in traffic. Twice she ran through traffic. Could have gotten run over. You know that fucking thing gave me nightmares. It was, oh, it was filled with anxiety. And you know it's the, the bottom of the barrel when you go to see your drug dealer who right. loves you and is very nice to you, and he just like you can't be here. And he fucking kicks Fez her out. Just of the kicks her out, house. and then she ends up at the the the, the retired teacher who is now who's the drug lord of this neighborhood. Her name's Lori. And I told you, what did I tell you? Scary. That's the scariest fucking yeah. character in that fucking show. She managed to jump out. The, the way they shot this thing was just incredible. She had to do a lot of very physical things because. You know, I watched it pretty closely. That was her jumping off uh, balconies and jumping over fences. And it never really changed the story. It kept with it. And it was exhausting to watch. But again, it was it was so powerful. And when you're in this, now listen, I've never been uh, through withdrawals. I've never been addicted to anything except for, like, watching sports and stuff like that. So I'm very blessed that way. But she will say and do anything right. to get out of whatever situation. They end up going to the girl's house where everyone was just hanging out, and there's been this tension-filled four weeks of this one girl, Cassie, cheating with this boy who was Nate. the ex-boyfriend of Maddie. Maddie, Maddie Perez. And, and the, by the way, last week was insane when it was all led to one of them puking in a hot tub, which is disgusting. Yeah. Whatever. And they're all just there. Do you hear us when, when people hear us talk? Does is this? Do people want to, want to see this show, or do they I wonder why are they, they watching this fucking show? I, I don't know why. We, we could, because one of the things that I think when you watch shows, you want someone to root for, and someone who is a good person. And I think probably you root for Rue in this show because you do. It's you hard want to? Yeah, it's, it's hard. Especially it's hard after you see all the shit she does here. But you know, it's not. I her root fault. for Fez. I yeah. don't know why, but I do. I really root for Fez. Like, when you watch Succession, there's no one likable. No. They're all awful. You're not rooting for them. Not, so not even Comfrey. No, not even Comfrey. <laughs> but so you're rooting for someone here because they're sympathetic. And I think Rue is very sympathetic. Her father died. It put her into the throes of whatever. But then the shit she says to her mother. But she's still manipulative. And then and she she's gets such in a this liar, situation. That's what it is. And they're all like, God, you don't look good. And she's just sweating. And she needs to shit so bad because that's apparently part of withdrawals from she opioids. She's yawning over and over she's again. She's just falling asleep and she needs to take a shit. She's ready. She can't even run without pinching her butt together because she thinks she's going to crap her pants or whatever. And she gets there. It's like and Nate during the morning show. It is. He's like, ah, are we getting to a break? Right. And, and then they, they get there and then she's just like, how long have you been fucking Nate? Not right. you, Katie. Whoa. Um, Never? And then this Maddie girl's just like, what? And it turned, and so she just took the whole focus off of her and put it on them. And then, of course, she just runs out in the streets again. And she avoided. Oh, she gives zero shits about anything. Just gone. She just wants to, to it's incredible. get her next Then fix. she ended up, uh, she ended up very in looking like she was going to get locked up and uh, trafficked. That's right. what it felt like, right? Because the crazy Lori shot her arm full of morphine and. Oh, it, 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 just, it, it was, it was, it, so that she gets out of there. And so at the end, you see her mom sitting at the kitchen table, dining room table, and the door opens. Do you think she went home? Was that her? I hope so. Yeah, but you don't know. You don't know. 
Um, and so, yeah, so it, it's like, hey, I'm not going to sit here and recommend you to watch Euphoria because you might watch it and you think, what, St. John, what the fuck is wrong with you? This is one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. But it's it's very raw, but it's so powerful. Yeah, it's very and, powerful. And, and, I mean, you could probably watch that episode last night and just see an ex- an example of of of, uh, of drug abuse and addiction that I think is is very few times I've seen it more accurately portrayed. Well, in a TV show. Or I'll tell you this. Saw last night. Um, they don't make it look glamorous and awesome, which I think is the part that's best for it. Okay, because it makes like I've got a 22 year old daughter right. who went through high school. Your kids are about to be in the high school in a couple of years. Well, the girls, and, yeah, yeah, the boys you know, that's doing. how it's going to be, and it, especially with the girls, it's scary, but. I think I don't think this is something your 13 year old kids should watch. No, but I think it is certainly something that um, I don't think it would, would would make me want to do the kind of drugs that they're doing in this show. So I think it's probably a very cautionary tale of that. So I think it's got that redeeming kind of quality about it because I think no one appears to be happy doing what they're doing. No, and so because um... I think a lot of times. Hard drugs can be kind of glorified. Well, yeah, and, you know, whatever. Everything's just a great time. It's not glorified in this fucking not. show. It it is raw and gritty, and it shows you how it'll just totally fuck your life up. Because ain't nobody happy in this show. All right. So something else that's new that came out on Friday on uh, on Amazon Prime. And you binge this whole thing already. Fucking done. I, I, I tried. It was what only, eight, it's only, eight, it's only fucking eight episodes. That's eight hours. We stayed up until like two or three in the morning. You went to a movie, and then you did this, we and went, you had a birthday party. I had a great so weekend. Sounds like someone didn't no, watch no. fucking Pro Bowl. I, had a, I, I did not. <laughs> I had a great fucking weekend. Friday night, uh, I took my dad and my, and my boys to go see Jackass forever. forever. And fucking my dad was did you get in the 4.30 show? What did you see? Uh, 6.30. 6.30? That 6.30 works for Steve Sr.? You know, because I, t- I originally told him 7.45. Too late. Like, he goes, kind of late for a show to start. I go, it's, it's actually, it's, it's kind of standard. very reasonable. Yeah, that uh, means time. you could go have a meal so, and do this. And my dad won't say it. I just, you know, whatever, I'm fine with it. I said, how's 6.30? So, oh, okay. That sounds so good. Right. And so we get, we got there early, got our popcorn, reclining seats. I know people hate jackass or whatever, but for an hour and a half, all four of us just laughed. laughed our asses off. And so if that's what you're looking for, I mean... So did you start Reacher Friday night or Saturday morning? So so Reacher... You didn't get home and watch four Reachers Friday night why not? midnight. Why not? How many did you watch? Um, two. Okay, that's that's reasonable. Two. Because the movie was at 6.30. You were right. home by like before 10. That's right. And yeah. then Saturday, uh, we had, we had a, a girls basketball game that I uh, helped coach. And then uh, we were responsible for concession duty, so mm-hmm. I worked the con- <laughs> I worked concessions. Yes, at St. Gabe's, and we got home, and so we had our Saturday night free. Yeah, and I think we probably put away another three or four. And you finished before the birthday party, and yesterday. then we finished. We watched one Sunday morning. <laughs> it sounds bad the way I'm play- laying this out here, and then we finished it. It's only eight episodes, it's like yeah. forty-three minutes long. Yeah, they're not. Let me tell you something. Plus. It's fucking great. It's great. I've watched one. And we both read some of the books, and people got pissed off when Tom Cruise was cast as Jack Reacher uh, for the movie because he doesn't fit the bill of yeah, what five Jack foot Reacher seven. Supposed Jack Reacher right? supposed to be imposing. Like you look at Jack Reacher and you're like, I'm not gonna fuck with this guy. This, and they had to try to like, 
manipulate like they had Tom Cruise, I think, standing on fucking phone books or something. This guy's a big guy. Now, he's not 6'5 in real no, life. No, he's 6'2". He, he's 6'2". He's a big dude. And, and in Hollywood, that's a big guy. I don't know. And, and, I'm, and I'm sorry. I don't know who this motherfucker was. Uh, Alan, uh, Alan Richson. Richson. But yes. let me tell you something. I love him now. And so I looked up. You know, he is uh, in two... Uh, two <laughs> In two movies, he played Raphael in two of the Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> Which you're always masked like in that, that right? right? But still. And then he was in some other. It was, he was in a Hunger Games movie. Yes, he was. must have been a background kind of yeah. guy in Hunger Games. Uh, he, he was, so there's not a whole lot to go on here with, with this guy. But let me tell you something. There, he was, He's a star. I looked him up, and I don't remember him in this, but I love the show Workaholics. Right. Because you know, I'm, I'm a kid at heart, and he was in an episode of Workaholics where they had a uh, uh, Durs had to go back to a swim meet in high school or something like that because they, they had a bunch of buff guys in the fucking show. And this, this guy is, I mean, he is put together. He is like fucking ripped. So you love it. Your, your wife, whatever. Yeah. Love. I mean, took a shirt off five times in the first episode, right? He was just, Sounds like you're the one that's keeping tabs of this shit. I'm nah, just saying. Fine. No, he, let me tell you, he's, he was, he's fantastic. He's imposing. And it's somewhat reminiscent of, the Stallone, Schwarzenegger action movies in the eighties. There's one line or there's some, there's some yes. humor there, and you know that like he's clearly gonna fucking kill or kick someone's ass or whatever whenever he wants. There's a little bit of a love interest there. He's got a particular set of skills. Like he can he'll kick your ass, but he also is very perceptive. Right. Like he he'll diagnose right. you by looking at you for like 20 yeah, they're, seconds. They're looking, at a, they're looking at a dead body, and a guy goes, well, I couldn't get fingerprints because uh, the tips of his fingers were swollen. And so then you know, fucking Jack Reaver looks and goes, well, uh, that's because uh, this, uh, this, this person was allergic to latex, and the killer clearly had latex gloves on. And uh, when they were struggling, they reached a touch of latex, and that's why the fingertips are swollen and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck. Yeah, you know? that's good. He's, he's brilliant and all this stuff. But let me tell you something. I don't have the self-control you do. You watch you watch one or two episodes, you can fucking binge watch this thing and you're gonna love it. Well, what I wanted Reacher to do is fantastic. I, I heard Amazon. Saturday night, I was over at some friend's house and they said they've been watching it. So I all right, I'm gonna try to watch some. So then Sunday, we were busy. We had to do some stuff on Sunday. So I was out and about driving around and going to see my son and dropping a car off and doing stuff. So then Sunday evening, I watched one and we had to eat dinner. And then it was like I had to watch Euphoria. And all that stuff. So I, I didn't have time to binge binge. So I I will I will probably have it done this week because I really enjoyed it. But then I was like I was pretty tired last night. So I didn't I wasn't gonna stay up to like Quit you know. fucking complaining. Yeah, I just saying. So I watched one night, but now I got some things I gotta watch tonight. I didn't get eighteen eighty three watched last night, and we're gonna watch Gemstones. So this week, um I will have Richard done. And probably Ozark too. So, so one of the one of the actors that plays one of the main uh, antagonists in Reacher is Bruce McGill, and Bruce McGill uh, was a frequent player at the uh, American Century Golf Championship in Tahoe. And I sat down to interview him a couple of times. And let me tell you something, Bruce McGill, I think, has been in every fucking movie that's ever been made in the last thirty years. Mm-hmm. He's in everything. And you're wondering who Bruce McGill is. He was in Animal House's D-Day, right? Yes. And I, you know, sometimes when a guy is in a movie like that, it's so long ago, and he doesn't want to be known. He isn't be D-Day. He has an unbelievable resume. Which right? one of those? He, then he was on one of those Law and Orders or something like that for like fifteen He's years. Been on, so, so I, but I interviewed him and I asked him yeah. about D-Day, and he sat down and he told me 
all these stories about the filming of Animal House, what it was like to be around John Belushi and tell me all the times that they partied basically throughout the entire filming. And he he gave me these great descriptions of like, you know, what you would imagine when John Belushi would walk into a room, all the eyes are on him and he was all this charisma and he could make anyone laugh and how devastated he was when he passed away. And so Bruce McGill is one of my favorite actors, but this son of a bitch, you listen to all these uh, movies that he's been in over the years, going back to tough enough Silkwood. He was on Miami vice. He was in the, remember the movie wildcats with Goldie Hawn. Yes. He was the opposing coach. Uh, Club Paradise, The Secret of My Success. You can go on 166 movies. He has been in so many. He wasn't on that movies. TV show. I was thinking about another guy. You don't know what the hell you're talking no, about. No, it either. was it was the, the dude from Full Metal Jacket was on one of those shows for like the, ten years. The Last Boy Scout. Remember when Bruce Willis shows up at his yes. uh, ex-wife's or his wife's, and he's he's hiding in the uh, in the fucking closet, and Bruce Willis uh, Bruce Willis takes him out in front of the house. And he goes head or gut. Gonna punch him in the head or the gut. This is your choice, right? He was the sheriff in My Cousin Vinny. I'm just My Cousin Vinny, yes, he was great in that. He was in Quantum Leap. He was in Cliffhanger. You go up and down. This guy has been in more great. He was in fucking Time Cop, and I love Time Cop. Lincoln, even. This uh, yeah, the, the Cinderella man. But you and he's done everything. He was in Black Sheep with uh with Chris Farley. Yes. Uh so <laughs> you go up and down and just and so you know it's fucking good. When you had there was a time like in the 80s. If you had Dabney Coleman in your movie, you got a yeah. you got a blockbuster. He's you got a great there. movie on your hands. He a little part, big part, whatever. If you have Bruce McGill in your movie, I will watch it. And so, but this is a TV show, Reacher. So he plays one of the villains in it. So that'll make it worthwhile. But I love it. It's gonna be. It's gonna come back because they set it up to where he just kind of, you know, he goes from town to town right. solving mysteries. As long as this thing goes, if you like the Jack Reacher books, if you like action, if you like those kind of movies or TV shows, Reacher is. It's kind of what they did it. on Amazon with uh, Jack Ryan, and I like the, that too. The Tom Clancy character, and they did all those. I don't. I was a little miscast. I like John Krasinski's fine, but I, I didn't think I was going to like it. But I thought it was really I good. I can't get uh, him being Jim from the Office. But Wendell just Pierce not a was tough good. Guy, you know, in the thing. But so that's the same idea that Amazon said. They they've been trying to do this for a while with this character, and they finally found the right person. I thought they nailed to it. Do it. Now I told you to watch this. And you, and you know, haven't done it by yet. the way, there's Bruce McGill in case I just fucked that up. Now go ahead and tell me. I'm, I'm sorry. There's this thing that I found on there Netflix. Yeah, that guy. There's Bruce McGill. So if you don't know who Bruce McGill is, he's him. He's in every movie that you've ever seen you in your life. Can you do the thing that he did on the stairs? And right. Da, 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 da. Yeah, D-Day. So I'm watching. I was listening to some shit, some podcast about something. And there's this guy who you've seen memes of and stuff his name's tim robinson right he's this dude who was on snl for like six seconds and he was a writer on there and he's done some weird kind of shows i watched this show called the detroiters that was on comedy central a few years ago where it was this show where he was this <clears throat> one of his best friends in the world like that's what a podcast i was listening to who did on veep richard splett um Anyway, they did this show called Detroiters together, and they were talking about this show. It's called "I Think You Should Leave" with Tim Robinson. And what's it on? It's on Netflix. Okay. It's they're sixteen minute episodes, and each episode has like four sketches, and these sketches are so fucking dark, 
and subversive. So I like it. Oh, Jesus. Is it bad? I, it's just awful. Well, Susan like it? Well, she's got the same sense of humor. She's, yes. She's got a darker sense of humor than I so do. So I'm sitting there laughing out loud, and my wife thinks I'm insane. Uh, well, because probably like right. you like the Eric Andre show, right? Of course I do. Okay, I so watch that all the time. This has a very Eric Andre was in Jackass. Eric Andre, he's in Gemstones. Feel to it. Oh, does it? Now, not the like, interview part really, but the part where they go out in the streets and they just make some weird shit up. This thing, I can't even begin to explain how ridiculous it is. But it's called "I Think You Should Leave." I watch it by Tim Robinson. There's two years of it. Um, but there's like only like 10 episodes. And like I said, they're 15 to 17 minutes. And each episode is like four weird-ass skits that are just so cringy. I'll just kind of explain. Uh, I, I'll explain one of them. I can say it. Like they go, they're, they're just on this tour of a, of a ghost house. Right. And there's all these people. And they go, oh, it's a 10 o'clock uh, you know, tour of the ghost house. You know, it's an, it's adults only, no kids. You can say whatever you can say whatever the hell you want. And this guy, this Tim Robbins, is just in the back, and he just goes jizz. And like the people are like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, come shot, jizz. And 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 it's like because he's like, well, you make it Ben laugh, so you, can, you know it's you good. Can just say whatever you want, and everyone's looking at him like, what's kind of like this podcast yeah, in a way? Like, it's like, what are you talking about? He just starts saying the most vulgar things just because you can. Yeah, I like that. And eventually, the tour guy takes him in the other room and says, hey man, you, you can't do this. You're you're making this the worst day of my life, whatever, da-da-da. And then they come back out, and then, then he says it. He says the same things in a very calm manner, and he's just crying when he says it. And you're like, why are you doing this? It's just, and then he goes out. So I'm not going to tell you the end of it. The end of it's just hilarious. But I'll watch it. It's just fucking weird. Okay. Weird, weird, weird. Last thing uh, we're going to talk about before this abbreviated episode of Hot Mike. Last week... I was lucky enough to go see Elton John uh, in his final Goodbye, concert Yellow Brick at, Road. in Kansas City, part of his uh, farewell Yellow Brick Road tour. I think I was the only person not there because all really? I saw on Facebook was pictures of uh, neighbors and friends uh, posting pictures from there. This is one of the – and I, I, I had maybe lowered expectations. Okay, because you never know. He's 74 years old. Mm -hmm. You don't know. It's going to be good because of his catalog of hits. And if you love Elton John music, it's still good. And, and just to be there, right? It was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. It was so fucking good. Uh, he had three drummers. And just the band was, and, I, you know, we, some people don't care about the band. I care about the band. My son's a musician. And I'm watching. I was geeking out. It was, the, the band was fantastic. One guy uh, that was there was, was, has been with him through all, even when he had made his American debut at the Troubadour. He's still with them, and that that was cool. But the the stage and the layout and the giant fucking IMAX screen behind the stage, every song had its own theme, like video that was real trippy. So if you do if you do you know dabble in acid, that would have been the place to be. That mm -hmm. sounds like a weird thing to say, but don't worry about that. But I'm telling you, it was mesmer. The, the fucking the stage by itself was mesmerizing. It was, I heard it was a little bit like going to a Cowboys game where you you don't watch the game, you watch the screen. Right, but you he wasn't always on the there. Screen. There was like these weird videos of all, but then just people dancing. It was amazing. It was a spectacle. It was amazing. And so I just run down some of the some of the set list. Right, starts out Benny and the Jets. I mean, just listen to these fucking heard hits, people. Philadelphia Freedom. I guess that's why they call it the Blues. Border song, tiny dancer, have mercy on the criminal, rocket man, and I think it's gonna be a long fucking time before he comes back. He ain't never, no, I, that's why I say he ain't never coming back. Um, 
Take Me to the Pilot, Someone Saved My Life Tonight, Levon, Candle in the Wind, uh, Funeral for a Friend, Burn Down the Mission. Then we get into, he closes with, Sad Songs Say So Much, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, The Bitch Is Back. I like saying, The Bitch Is Back. Mm. Um, I'm Still Standing, Crocodile Rock, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, Has an Encore, Comes Back, Cold Heart, Your Song, and then Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. And the best part was, uh, and one of the cool things about the stage, his piano would just, like a vehicle, would go to this side of the stage and turn around. It's like driving a little boat or something. He'd go to that side of the stage, so we're over on here. He comes over to our side of the stage, and, he's, he, and, he, and he starts off, and he, he, he did a great job. He talked to the audience quite a bit, and he said, I'm, 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 I think I'm not sure the dates are correct, but he said, uh, uh, the first time I played here in Kansas City was November 2nd, 1972. Uh, and now this is my last show here tonight. The best, the most memorable time in Kansas City was I was playing here when you guys won the World Series with George Brett, and you kept me up all night celebrating. And they're like, oh, George Brett! Yeah. And so he goes to all the, he goes, uh, and, and, and the, you know, America, coming to America made me a super, made me a star. That's what made me. You guys made me. Thank you so much for everything you've done. And thank you for coming to see me. Oh, and so Peter, this, this, yeah. you're getting a little fucking teary eyed. And so Depends he starts how much, playing uh, LSD. You do. Well, that's exactly. He starts playing "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road," and then on the big video board, it starts with pictures of him as a as a as a baby and as a child, and then it goes through everything, all the great moments in his career. To him, all the, he's performing on stage with Lennon and with you know, you know with David Bowie, and you know, and, and there's him with Freddie Mercury. All these unbelievable stars of music and all the great moments and all the outfits he's worn over the years. And, and while he's, while this is all playing, he's singing goodbye, yellow brick road. And you know, this is the last song he's ever going to play in Kansas city. And then this lift comes out of the stage and you have to fucking see it to believe it. it's so crazy. He gets on this and he turns around and it starts to lift him up, the, up the ramp to the big, the base of the big giant screen. And, and he's waving at everyone. And then the lift disappears into the screen right and before that he had come out for his encore in a big red like a big red velvet robe and right before he goes on that lift after he finishes goodbye yellow brick road he takes the robe off and he's got like that baseball jacket he was mm-hmm. known for and it's in in, in in you know in, in sparkles in the back, yeah. Jacket, yeah. And, and, and it says his name and in, in bling elton john on the back and so you see that that's what he's wearing he goes into the screen and then the screen, all it says is Elton John in the sparkles. And then it starts to move forward, and you see it's him. It's the back of his jacket, and he's walking. And then it turns into the yellow brick road, and he's walking it's away magic. down the yellow brick road. And then the sun, and then he walks into the sunset. Crazy. And people were fucking crying. And I, I'm like, I would, then I started, I'm like, I'm getting teared up. He's almost like he died. Like, well, bring back Elton John. But it was one of the greatest endings to a concert, the production value. The the catalog of hits, the, all the yeah, shows are just next level now, man. They're crazy. But this was fucking great, yeah. and he was great. I wish I had he gone. was great. His voice was great. I don't want anyone to talk bad about it. He was fucking fantastic. So that's all. Great. What's your bucket list now? We'll end it with this. Tell me right now, one person because I'd seen him with with Billy Joel, but I had never seen him on his own. So that was a bucket list. What bucket list you have right now? If I told you, you know, you see one person you have not seen. Jake's not here. I'd like to see Paul McCartney. Faker live. Well, I, dead. I don't wouldn't know. I've, you? I've never seen him. I, I saw Elton John in 1982. He's like Paul McCartney. I'd like to see Paul McCartney. And uh, I don't know if he's going to come back around here. I saw the Rolling Stones like six, seven years ago, and I thought they were going to suck because they're old. They were fucking great. 
And um, I gotta think what mine is. I think I would like to see because I haven't seen Paul McCartney and because I love the Beatles. Faker Paul, Paul, Paul or Fall? I don't know. I'd right. like to see that. So I think I would like to see that. I don't, I'm, I'm gonna have to think about that. I don't. I ask myself that same question. I can't figure it out. Yeah. For a long time, because I never saw Tom Petty, because I kept just didn't work. And yeah, I saw Petty a couple times. Well, fuck great. you. Yeah. You throw that in my face. Yeah. Todd, thank you so much for talking about what yes. we're watching. I will have the shows watched. I doubt that you will. I'm going to get Reacher done for sure. What? So next week. That, is that your priority, Reacher yeah, or, before, or Ozark? It sounds like you don't want to watch Ozark. I do. I will. I will watch. It sounds like you're happy why it got shot in the head. No, I'm not happy. I'll get there. I'd you like know? to see that happen. So. Yeah. You want, you want to see, see that Dar- happen or them make out? First? I want to see Darlene happen. A wonderful wet kiss. That. Uh, <laughs> for, uh, for, for this weird fucking episode. And remember, next week, next Monday, mm. you cannot miss this episode. Hot, hot, hot. You will remember it. I promise you will remember it forever. If you're a fan of this podcast and a fan of the Border Patrol, it will be an episode you never forget next Monday. Until then, the microphone is off. <laughs>